Welcome to Tycoons of Small Biz, a podcast where small business owners are celebrated as the backbone of the American economy. Each week, we introduce you to tycoons who share their stories and advice so that small business owners may learn from their experiences. Tycoons is powered by Backbone Planning Partners, Fintrepid Solutions, and Pivotal Advisors. Join us now as our hosts connect you to today's tycoons. Good afternoon, tycoons, and welcome to today's episode of Tycoons of Small Biz. I'm your host here, as always, Austin Peterson, live in studio in Tempe. Also joined by my co-host, Ryan Weissmuller with Ventrepid Solutions. Ryan, welcome. Good to be back. Thank you, sir. Yeah, glad you're here. So if you're listening to our podcast for the first time and you're wondering what it is we do here at Tycoons of Small Biz, we're a podcast that's put together by small business owners for small business owners. And we literally, for the past two and a half years, have interviewed a new business owner every single week to talk about their business, their story, their successes, their failures, because we believe that the backbone of the American economy truly is the small business owner. And so we've been doing this for two and a half years. If it's your first time listening, welcome. We hope you enjoy and you, and you learn something here. With that being said, today we definitely have a tycoon on the on the podcast with us today for episode 129. We've got Paul Murhern. Mulhern, sorry, that was a tough one to say for me, Paul. I've been called worse. <laughs> President of MB Card here in uh, Scottsdale or Phoenix, Arizona. So, Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks for being in studio. We actually, we've, we've had this studio, you know, since the beginning. And in the very beginning, we did a bunch of shows here in, in the studio. But our audience has grown and our listenership has grown and the business owners that we've connected with have grown as well. And so we find ourselves doing a lot of these on Zoom because the business owners are throughout the country. And so it's uh, it's always fun for Ryan and I to actually be here in the studio and to, to interview somebody who's here local. Available every Tuesday at this time. <laughs> well, let's see how this interview goes yeah. first, Paul. <laughs> Might not say that after today. <laughs> so, Paul, before we jump into the business side of things, we always start with the personal side. So we'd love to hear about you personally. Did you grow up here in the Valley? You know, what does life look like for you today? What was life like when you grew up? Did you go to college? If so, what did you study? Whatever you'd like us to know about you personally. Well, I would say the most interesting thing about me is I'm, the, I'm from a family of 12. I'm the 11th of 12. We started off in Kansas, and then we went to Colorado and ended up in, in, in Tempe, Arizona. So I was raised in Tempe, went to Curry, Conley, and McClintock. So I'm a Tempe boy. Moved to Las Vegas to get my business started. Spent about 10 years in California, Newport Beach, building up my business. Got married late in life. I don't know if ever you start a business, you don't have any money to really afford a girlfriend <laughs> or a car or a date or anything. So married late in life. So I'm in my late 50s and I got two young kids and just really pleasure to be here today. And I appreciate it again. Yeah. So late 50s, two young kids. When you yeah. say two young kids, what does that mean? Like what, what age is that? That means eight and 12. Eight and 12. See, so okay. a lot of my friends have grandkids that age. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called there by my daughter's grandfather a couple of times when I'm picking them up at school. So I'm used to it. Yeah, it keeps my, me young, though. That's my. That's what I'm saying. It keeps me young. Yeah, for sure. My my wife actually had that same situation growing up. Her parents actually got married really young. They just celebrated their 70th wedding wow. anniversary. Wow. Uh, which, I mean, I looked it up. I think it's like one-tenth of one percent of people will ever make it to 70 years marriage, right? Wow. Um, which is a, a huge thing. But they, they had you know, one child and then they had kind of some fertility issues for, for quite some time. And then they adopted one and then they, you know, they kind of opened the floodgates after that. But, you know, my wife, my wife's dad had retired 
by the time she graduated wow. high school. So wow. it was, she had that situation. You know, her dad actually, he's 93 years old now. And if you met him today or you met him back in 1998 when I went, when I married my wife, you would think he was, he hadn't aged at wow. all. Wow. But he had kind of looked that age for a very long time as well. So it, it's hope for us then what you're saying. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're already about 10 years older than me and look younger. So <laughs> I, I think you're ahead of the curve. <laughs> well, thank you for that. This is going to be a great show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here about stroking egos, but yeah. trust me or ask Ryan, I pull it back just as quickly the as I get it. tough questions are coming. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that's, I, that's interesting, obviously. Um, so tell us now about the, the business itself. You know, you started it a long time ago, but I think you've had a couple of different iterations. So tell us what it is, what the name is, how it got started and kind of where we are today. Well, if I've told this story once, I've told it a million times. I got really fortunate, really, really lucky to fall into this industry. I've had two jobs. One was selling Cokes at the ASU football games, and the other was doing merchant services. I was actually a student at Arizona State University, went in to meet my counselor, and I was a math class short of graduation. Well, math class short of going on to upper level. So at that exact same time, I got an offer for a job in Las Vegas in this merchant service industry. And it really wasn't an industry 38 years ago. I can remember my first memory of a credit card was a book. And I don't recall if it was at FedMart. I don't know if you're ex-Tempe guys. It was FedMart or, or it might have been, God, there was a Gemco it might have been. But anyway, you'd give them your credit card and they'd open up a book. And they would just thumb through the book to see if it was a real card. And if it was a real card, well, then you were good to do that transaction. Well, now, trans if you had a book like that, you'd have to print it every two-tenths of a second with all the different cards coming out. <laughs> so that being said, I've really seen the industry grow. I mean, when I got started, there was the old knuckle busters, I called them, and it would take days to get an account approved and to get their terminal and whatnot. Now, today, I signed a deal up this morning. I'm sure they'll be approved and processing this afternoon. So I've really seen this whole industry grow, and I've been very fortunate to be in it. It was kind of a blessing that I flunked out of ASU. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy. I try to describe to my kids. So my kids are 22 and 19 what it used to be like to to pay with a credit card, right? And those machines, yes. like you said, you call them the, what did you call them? Knuckle busters. Knuckle busters, Knuckle right? busters yeah. And, and it's crazy because literally you're just taking a, a carbon copy of the credit card, sliding it across and, and then, you know, having them sign. But, you know, nowadays, I mean, you can process the entire transaction. It's, you can go live on your app as soon as you've processed the transaction and you can see that it hit your credit card statement. Back again, when I first got started, we would train someone how the terminal would work and how quick they would get their deposits. And I had a piece of paper. And I was like, okay, if you did a sell on the first, you'd get your funds on the 27th. Completely acceptable. Now in today's world, I mean, they do a transaction. You see it on your phone. If it's not in their account, either the same day or the next day, we're not doing our job. So it's really come a long way. I mean, again, from the knuckle busters to paying on your phone. So it's a great industry to be in. That's why I'm kind of here today. There's some really exciting news about this industry I'd like to share with you. Oh, cool. Yeah, Exci excited to hear it. It's it's funny, you know, I'll just, I'll make this one last comment and then Ryan probably has a question for you or you can chime in on, on uh, you know, what you want to talk about. But, you know, here's my wallet, right? And it's George actually, yeah, it's actually very rare for me to be carrying any cash at all. Right. I believe it. I, believe I mean, it. we're just a cashless world now. The only reason I'm carrying this cash is because my son lived in Denmark for two years. And the person that he kind of worked with over there for, for two years was here in the States. 
and went to a son's game with us last week, and he handed me cash for his tickets that we had pre-purchased mm. before we got mm. here. That's the only reason I have cash on yeah. me today. I just I just don't carry it. Did you notice at the son's game it was cashless? Yeah, everything's going to cashless, which is music to my ears. Um, I remember, the well, not the first time I walked into Whole Foods, and it was no more cash. And I thought, this is fantastic. And then Circle K stopped giving change during uh, COVID. So you mm. walk in with a hundred dollar bill and you get a pack of gum and they weren't giving you change. Everyone was sliding their cards, which is, which is all great news to me in this industry. I'm kind of in the right space right now for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure you're going to talk about this more, Paul, but the, in- the industry's changed a lot. And even just the dynamic, like we were just talking about how the customer, I mean, it, especially with the boom in e-com, I mean, it is a very card driven world now. Your world is a world that a lot of people don't even know about, don't even understand. You know, when we think about credit cards, we're going to how much cash back I'm getting or how many points I'm getting on my card for for some of those other tycoons of tomorrow out there that are maybe at one point going to need merchant accounts of their own, what what are the basics? Like, what should someone know? Because there's also, there, there's some sharks, you know, in and around the yes. processing world as well that, you know, some folks out there are getting to take advantage of. What what advice would you give to those people also? It's, it's unfortunate in this industry, there is a bunch of sharks and it's like one step above used car salesmen. And I hate to say it that way, but your first thought is, well, if I want to open up a business and I want to get a credit card machine, you go to your bank. And that's the first thing that comes everybody's business. But banks really don't focus in on merchant service. I mean, they focus in on home loans and boat loans and deposits and whatnot. So if I ever see a statement, if I'm going up with someone with a bank, I always know I can win because their rates are real bad. So no offense against all the banks I work with, but you probably don't want to start with a bank. You want to go to a merchant service provider like myself, because that's all we do is merchant services. You know, we don't have anything else to worry about, you know, deposits or someone's coming up to work on time. It's just credit card processing. So with that being said, we can get very aggressive with the price of terminals and rates and whatnot. So I would definitely recommend people to do their homework before they just go to their bank and sign up with an account. And I know if I'm allowed to talk about competition, there's a couple, Square, I'm sure you've heard of Square. Everyone's heard of Square. You know, a drug dealer can get Square because they don't do their due diligence. You just sign up and you have an account that day, you download it on your phone, you're taking credit cards. Well, that's a simple, easy, but anyone doing any type of volume, if you're with a Square account, you're paying a lot of extra fees. And it's just the simplicity to get an account is easy, but then you're just getting destroyed on fees. So I always tell people to, before you really jump into merchant services, just to go to their web page or their Facebook page, I should say, Facebook page and see the reviews. There's a new company out there called Toast. And it's really, really causing some damage for me in the, in the restaurant industry. And I just thought, if you want information on Toast, go to their Facebook web page. And there's just comment after comment about how customers don't like them. So that's another big tool for me. Go to the person's webpage and, and, and see what, or excuse me, their LinkedIn page or their Facebook page to really get the backbone of the company. Mm-hmm. Austin and I both have clients that obviously have merchant accounts. And, and I know one thing that, that I tend to hear a lot is they're, I'm just going for the pure lowest rate. And mm-hmm. that's how I might be making my decision. I'm guessing there's some danger and you brought up reviews, but are there other considerations as well in, in picking your provider that it's not just the lowest cost answer? Yeah. You know, a lot of people, when someone goes and sells you, they'll just give you a percentage. Like, okay, I'm going to set you up with credit cards. I'm going to charge you 1%. So that's all the person hears is 1%. But 1% doesn't even cover cost. But it's basically, it's interchange plus 1%. And in this business, people don't like the credit card guy. 
you don't like me because every time you swipe a card, I'm taking money. So it makes it like I'm taking the money, not the bank, not the card issue. You know, it's, it's the credit card guy. So you got to make sure that you get the card and you're swiping the card. That's real key too, is you actually get the card and you swipe it through the machine to get a lower rate. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But I would say that's the thing they look for because sometimes the lower rate isn't the lowest rate. You know, you might get a, a free terminal and a low rate, but your funds might take the old days, 27 days to get your funds. <laughs> so that's a thing to look out for. And one more thing I'll say is a lot of bigger processors are, are aggregators. So they own your credit card account. So if you're a Square customer, they own your account so they can hold your funds because it's their account. And with us, you own your account. It's your account. The money comes directly to you. We can't, we don't have any say-so on your funds being deposited. Again, I keep send it, tend to throwing Square under the bus, but during COVID, they were holding funds from all their merchants. They said they were going to hold 25% because of COVID. Well, a business that's barely keeping their doors open and taking credit cards because no one has cash and they're holding 25%, well, that put a lot of people in pickles. So yeah. it was kind of good for me in the long run. Did I answer your question? I kind no, of get you, off on no, my you, answer, you answered it very well. <laughs> <laughs> tangents are what this is all about. You're good, good, good. Yeah, no, it's 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 open mic time. We can we can discuss whatever you know is beneficial to you. But so let's let's kind of just talk about the basics of credit card processing, right? Because I don't think everybody fully understands how that works, mm-hmm. right? Because they're everybody knows there are fees involved. Anybody who owns a business that accepts credit cards, for the most part, and I think you're going to talk to us a little bit about you know how that might be different now or or can be different, but they know that if they take a credit card that they're going to get less than what they actually charge to that customer, right? Mm-hmm. So they charge them 100 bucks, they may get, call it $97, right, after the fees are paid. So who does get those fees? Where do they go? What should a business owner be looking for in terms of figuring out what's the best solution for them? The best solution is you're paying to accept credit cards. A lot of business owners or a lot of people don't even understand you have to pay when you accept a credit card. I always talk to people said, do you understand if you own a business, if you give someone a credit card, they're paying. It's like, I had no idea that I'm actually paying. And then it even gets worse. When I started, I'm going off another one of my tangents. There was four different categories. There was a debit card, a credit card. If you hand entered a card or a business card, there was four categories. So you take a card and you'd swipe it. And it was one of those four. Well, today, if we had a computer in front of us, we'd Google Visa Interchange. And literally, there's probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different buckets. So example I always use, if you know, if I walk in your example for $100, if I walk in and buy a t-shirt for $100 and I pull out my debit card, well, that might cost the business owner 27 cents. So that's the card you're looking for, the debit cards. Of course, there's guys like me that mark it up a little bit. That's how we're not non-for-profits, how we make our money. Same guy, same $100, same t-shirt. He pulls out his Southwest Airlines Visa card. So you got his points. And now as a business owner, you don't know. You're just taking a card and swiping at the machine. Well, that's like 1.68 in 15 cents. So it's a dollar sixty-eight on hundred dollar sale. We're just doing easy math plus 15 cents. You're paying two bucks for that hundred dollar shirt. Same guy, same shirt. You know where I'm going with this. Guy comes in with his business card, same shirt, same thing. It's over three percent. So you're, it just, it's, it's unbelievable that there's so many different categories you pay. So these Charles Barkley commercials and the Discover where there's money coming out of the bus station landing on you, you get all these frequent flyer points. Well, 
Charles Barkley's not paying that or Discover's not paying that. The business owners are because they're paying those additional fees for those cards. So all those commercials and all that's being paid by the business owners. And that's what I'm here to talk about today because I have a way to eliminate those fees. Obviously, as a consumer, I love them, right? As a business owner, we love the cash back. We may use that to buy something for the business. Uh, I might like the rewards to be able to take my family on a vacation and have it, you know, be cheaper. And so you and every other cardholder in the United States, we all have the same thing. We want our frequent flyer points. Yep. That's why they've got Charles Barkley and a couple of big stars doing these commercials because there's a lot of money in those, in those rewards cards. Sorry to mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. So just, so explain to us, I guess, how that, how that works and how it can be eliminated. Well, that's the great thing. This is where I'm getting excited. That's why, and again, I've been in this business for 35 or six or seven years. I kind of rolls together when you get moving here, but you know, you have to pay to accept credit card. And as a business owner, you don't even, you don't even want to look at your statement. I mean, you get that statement, you do take credit cards. It's like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to know what I'm paying. I just know I'm taking money. So here's my, here's my big thing. You ever bought a ticket on Ticketmaster? Yep. Okay, you, you, you want to see Elton John, so you buy a ticket, and at the end, there's a fee. What do you do? You pay the fee because you want to see Elton John. On the way to see Elton John, just about every gas station in the United States, but my example is Circle K. You know, you go to Circle K, and there's a blinking sign. Cash price, debit price. Cash price, debit. So, excuse me, cash or credit. So, you have a choice. You have a choice to either save 10 cents a gallon by walking into the thing and giving your card, or if you want to spend an extra 10 cent, you shove it in that machine. Well, that's convenience. How many times you ever walk into a gas station? Not unless the gas station thing tells you, <laughs> come in and see me because something's wrong with your card. People pay it. I always say, well, Ticketmaster's not out of business, you know, so people pay these fees. They don't have a problem with it because they want these Elton John tickets or they want to get their gas. So speed up to where we're at today. So this particular program was allowed by all the major card brands where there were certain businesses that didn't have to pay those fees. Movie theaters. I mean, you've got kids, you got, you go to a movie theater, you pick out your seat, they're going to charge you. SRP. I paid my electric bill last month and sure enough, there's a service fee on it. Do you pay your SRP bill online? Mm-hmm. Do you know there was a service fee? Mm-hmm. No one knows. Because you just want to, you just, you don't want to mess with it. You want your frequent flyer points. Hey, yeah. listen, I'm going to spend an extra $8 on my SRP bill to pick up, you know, 500 frequent flyer points. So you do it. So everybody does it for those, for those bonuses. Well, now Visa MasterCard got sued and now it's legal for every business in the United States to pass their fees on. So there's no reason for any business to pay fees. So as a business owner, why would you pay fees when you don't have to? You take a card, you swipe it, you take a card for $100. We'll have that $100 into your account tomorrow. You get the whole $100. You don't care what type of card it is. You're getting 100% of the funds. Uh, That was our first great thing to eliminate fees. And again, this isn't just me some guy that grew up in Tempe doing this. This is this is compliant by all the major card brands and all the banks. So anybody can do it. I'm just kind of the first to the race. I shouldn't say the first because there's some people doing it now, but I've been doing this cash discount for about three years. So we offer the we offer a business. I don't even know if what you pay for credit cards. Let's say a thousand bucks a month. Well, I can come to you and say, okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to eliminate your fees. And I'm also going to give you a free credit card terminal. Because it's required for every business in the United States to have one of those chip machines. 
and I don't know about you, you know what I'm talking about with the chip on it? Yep. Yeah, you, not too many people have those. You know, I mean, the big boxes have it, you know, the Walmarts, the Whole Foods, they have those chip machines. But if you go to your nail salon or where you get your hair cut or just about anywhere, they don't have those chip machines and those are required. And I can go on a whole tangent why those are required, but that we probably don't have that much time. So now I can go and I can give you a free terminal that accepts every major credit card with a chip, next day funding. And if you don't like it, it's 30 day contract. I'll come pick up my terminal. You'll go back to processing, paying again. This is wood. Not one <laughs> customer said, come pick up your terminal. I want to start paying fees again. So again, I'm, I'm carrying on. When I first got really got started marketing this, it, people were just like, well, I don't want to do that to my customer. You know, it's like, I don't want to charge my customer that extra, a cup of coffee, eight cents or something. So my first thought is, well, customers aren't going to notice. You don't notice SRP. You just, you, you pay it because you want your point. So that's the first thing. Second of all, it's saving the, it's saving our business owners money because most business owners just raise their prices. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, if I take a credit card, I'm going to raise it 3%. Well, now you're raising your prices. So now with me, you can keep your prices where you're at. You don't have to charge people extra for using a credit card and you get the full amount. That's the key. So before COVID, people were thinking about, it. I don't know if I want to do this. After COVID, it's like, hey, listen, I want to keep my doors open. So whatever I need to do, to keep these doors open and save some money. Now, all of a sudden, the dreaded credit card guy that's coming to grab money from you every day is now saying, hey, listen, you don't have to pay anymore. So and you don't have to do anything different in your business. It's not like you have to get new microphones or new, uh, you know, get a new studio. This is basically the exact same thing you're doing every day. People are walking in, you're taking a card, swiping at the machine that I give you for free, and the funds go into your account and you just do business as usual. So is it, is it automated then? So, you know, like you said, every card has different fees, mm -hmm. right? If it's a cashback card or a mileage card or whatever, and it, it could go anywhere between 27 cents, like you said, for a debit card, all the way up to 3% or even higher, maybe even higher than that for an American Express, mm -hmm. right? Yes, sir. And so does your terminal capture what kind of card it is and it just, it just adds that portion to the sale? How does it work? That's a great question. Basically... After you swipe a card, when it gets to the computers, they know if it's a debit card or rewards card or whatnot. So the way it works now is we come up with a flat rate. So we're going to pass on, let's just say for easy math, 4%. So on a $100 sale, person comes in and puts the shirt down and you swipe the card. It says $100 on the receipt. And then below the receipt, this is where it comes compliant. You have to have another line that says credit card fee. So we have another line that says credit card fee. And for this example, say $4, $100, $4. So the, the receipt will say $104. So that's what makes it compliant. So the business will get the $100. I take the $4. I don't put it in my pocket. Of course, the processors do it and whatnot. And then they pay the card brands. And then the rest goes to the ISO, which is what, what I am. So yeah, there's not one particular rate we can... Depending on someone's average ticket, that depends on where the rate's going to be set by us. Because if we set it too low and they're getting a bunch of business cards, I could be upside down on an account. So right now we're going to market at $399. But, you know, depending on the average ticket, we could go lower or higher. We did go higher. That's about as high as we go. But that being said, we also offer our businesses the opportunity, just like I don't want to charge my customers 4%. 
So how about if I pay 1% and pass on 3% or I pay 2% and pass on 2%? We can do it any way that makes the math work. And what we do with our customers as well. So after a couple of months processing, we'll find out where our comfort zone is and we can probably lower your rate by a couple of points because we just need to cover our costs. But yeah, that being said, there is no, it just takes a card and we charge one flat amount. Okay, so you may have just answered my follow-up question, but there is some analysis that's done to look at the types of cars that they're taking, what their average fee would have been. Yeah, that would be a guy like, that's what I would look at. See, as a business owner, you just swipe. You have no idea if it's a debit card, a rewards card, a foreign card. You're just swiping cards. And it comes to us, and then we determine. Well, we know by Visa Interchange what type of card it was and what to charge the merchant on that. So, again, this is all just done instantly. So, yeah, and again, it's just business as usual. You just And we can do phones. We can do online. We also have options for online customers. Like, well, the whole thing about this program is the choice. If you want to complain that I'm charging you 4% extra to buy this item, well, then pay cash. You know, this is a choice. You know, we're, we're not trying to make money on you here, customer. We're just trying to cover our costs. We want to keep our doors open. And if you'll just pay the fees on your rewards cards, we're good. And just a simple little explanation like that, or, or we actually supply each, each customer with a decal that states, you know, if you use anything but cash, you're going to pay an additional fee. Um, it's on the terminal, and we register each one of our merchants with Visa MasterCard. So if a customer comes in and complains about the extra fee, if they call Visa MasterCard, American Express Discover, they're going to say, oh, no, well, this particular business has signed up for the program. If you notice, there'll be a decal in their window. And look at your receipt. There's a line on your receipt. So you accepted that they were charging you more. And, and, we're, and oddly enough, we're not getting a lot of complaints because I think people just are happy that businesses are open. You know, like, I don't want my favorite restaurant to close coming out of COVID because True. they can't afford credit card fees. So it's, and again, I'm not a saint or anything, but I'm really helping businesses. I mean, if you're spending, I don't want to say the dentist's name, he was spending $12,000 a month in credit card fees. And he had no idea. He goes, I don't pay fees. And then his poor little receptionist goes, well, doc, you do, you pay about 12 grand a month. And he just flew off the handle. So well, I can get another, I can get another dentist here with all the money you're going to see. I can get another location. So it's, you know, it's helping business owners keep their doors open. And, and I think you brought up a great point there, Paul, is most businesses have no idea what they're actually paying. So the, the merchant statement that you see is confusing, you know, not hard, hard for a lot of these business owners to even reconcile. So I'm, I'm curious with this new program, is the business a pass-through of any kind or is all they're seeing? So for example, the hundred dollar shirt, is that $4 flowing through and going back out? Or are they just seeing the $100 on their end? So all of a sudden that, that merchant statement is very easy to reconcile now. Is that, is that happening as well? That's the case. You do a $100 sale, you get $100. And then you're going to get a statement from us once a month. And it's going to say all the sales you did, all the different categories, and you owe us zero. So our statements are just big, fat zeros. So, you know, so if our competition comes and says, try to undercut us, it's like, well, can you undercut zero and a free machine <laughs> and next day funding? It's, it's kind of hard to beat us. One more thing, a, a lot of folks online, you know, if you're doing something online, we're really not giving you the choice. You know, it's like, well, I'm online. I have to use my credit card. Well, now we can do check. So if someone goes on to one of my web pages, one of my customers said, okay, if you want to use your credit card, it's going to cost you an additional $399. If you want to use your check, it's free. So here's your choice. Just as if the customer's walking into your retail location with a check or cash, 
we also give the opera online to uh, to not have to pay a fee. So they're essentially doing an ACH at that point, but it's, yes, it's free. It's free. It's free. Mm -hmm. I think most places, even Square and, and some of the others, are still charging a 1% fee for an ACH, if I'm not mistaken. Not us. Everything's free. You get your statement free. We call it zero-cost processing. I mean, it's, it's, it's zero cost. There's no, no, no fees, no hidden fees months to months. So basically, it's a pretty easy sale. You know, it's like you're paying for fees, but you don't have to if you don't want to. And what I just learned about a month ago that I haven't even really started marketing yet, we can actually offer the customers, the, if, if you do have a customer, let's say you own your business, you own a catering business and your neighbor comes and you want to charge them the fees, we have a button on our machine where you could press, where now you as the business owner will pay for that particular transaction. So it's like, I don't want to irritate my customers, which lets you don't have to, because you know we can have the option of you paying or not paying. So that's been really, it's taking pretty much any excuse from someone not wanting to do this new program. Yeah, I think that's a unique way to look at it. I've got I've got several more questions about what that looks like uh, generally in several different types of businesses. But let's take a quick break. We'll uh, we'll we'll hear a quick call to action for our listeners, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about what you're doing. Fantastic. Hey there, tycoons. Austin Peterson here, co-host of Tycoons of Small Biz. If you think you have what it takes to be considered a tycoon and you're wondering how you could become a featured guest, please follow and then message us at Tycoons of Small Biz on LinkedIn. We'd love to have a conversation with you to see if it is a mutually good fit. And if so, we'll get you scheduled for an interview. If you're unsure about being a guest on our podcast, but are contemplating selling your business over the next few years and you'd like to know what your business is worth, Please also follow us and then message us on LinkedIn for your no-obligation, informal valuation of your business. We look forward to hearing from you, and thanks for listening to the Tycoons of Small Biz podcast. And now, back to today's program. All right, Tycoons, welcome back. We're here with Paul Mulhern with MB Card here in Phoenix, Arizona. So we're, we're talking about all things credit card processing, merchant processing, and, and how different businesses can, can use that. And I eventually want to get to the business side of things and and what that means to you because I know that you've actually sold your book of business a couple of different times. So I want to I want to get into that conversation, but I don't want to get away from where we are on the credit card processing side first. So I think everybody thinks about you know okay with a restaurant the average check is eighty bucks or you buy clothing and maybe you're you're spending one hundred and twenty dollars. You know those are small percentages where a customer is going to look at that and say, eh, "Yeah, there's a credit card processing fee, big deal, whatever." Let's look at like a professional services business, right? Accounting or bookkeeping services or whatever. And now all of a sudden, the actual charge is twelve hundred dollars a month or twenty five hundred dollars a month. Do you see any kind of pushback when all of a sudden it's a larger add-on, if you will, to that customer? The only difference we are noticing is, is the business is getting more checks. They're just, okay. I have this, a door company, a local door company, and their volume stays just about the same every month. And I asked them that question. I said, well, you're not doing, you know, you're still doing about 100, 200,000 a month in credit cards, but you were doing 400 before. And he goes, we're getting checks. He goes, people are just writing checks because they have them. They're like, I don't want to spend $500 on, on a fee to get, you know, 500 frequent flyer points. So they're seeing checks, mm. oddly so, enough. But, and then again, that was the whole thing about maybe splitting it. Like, okay, well, I'm, uh, as a business owner, I've got an H, HVAC guy. And that's, you know, 
$5,000, $10,000 whack when they come change your air conditioning unit. And, you know, 4% is a lot. So they're saying, okay, well, let's just split that fee. So there's ways we can work with the business owner to make it not so hard on their customers. But in general, some of these people are just saying, hey, listen, you know, that's not my problem. I mean, if they want to use their credit cards, I'm going to have to charge them this fee. Because before you introduced me to this program, I was raising my prices anyway. So now I can actually lower my prices and you're, you know, you're lower than your competition because you're factoring in credit cards. So it's actually working out a little bit better for businesses if we can explain it to them. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very important too, to every business we set up to explain that to their customers. Like I have a restaurant in Palm Springs that on, you know, those table tents, mm -hmm. every single table tent says you're paying additional for credit cards. That just takes any of the questions or any of the complaints right out because it's right there on your table. So for a business where, where for a business that maybe can't make it as visible to their customers mm -hmm. as, as that restaurant example, how long or what are you hearing? What kind of feedback from your customers it takes once they implement it for it to become normalized to some extent? And that, you know, the crazy thing is too, is again, I can't stress this enough. They're not getting complaints. Mm. And I, and again, I talked to this restaurant and he said, if a person's a complainer, it's going to complain. I don't care if I charge them 50% or the, or the appetizer's cold. They're going to complain. So that's kind of what we're taking the attitude. So if someone complains, give them a free appetizer. I have a deli in New York. If anyone ever complains, you give them a free Coke just to kind of diffuse <laughs> the problem, just make it real simple. Or now we've got this dual pricing. Well, if you got someone that's really irate, you push a button and you pay for that particular sale. It is amazing, though, now that I think about it, because you got me thinking, you know, we've all we've all now come to accept that when we go into just about any restaurant, there's a button to add a tip. Yes. Not full-service restaurants anymore. You got in to get a cup of coffee. And, yes. and you know, do you want to add $1, $2? So I think as a society, we've gotten a lot more used to these extra fees than we thought. Yeah, good point, for sure. And people don't even look at them like you get a hotel bill. You're not looking at all the little line items. People are just swiping their card. You want your receipt? No, I don't want my receipt. Just email. You know, no one wants their receipts anymore. Yeah. So it's it's making, not that we don't want to fool people, but it's making our business a little bit easier because people aren't complaining. One other thing I keep forgetting, we keep bringing up restaurants. You know, restaurants' margins are 3 to 5%. So if they're paying 3.5% to accept credit cards, I can come in and say, I'm going to double your income. It's real savings. Really, yeah. really. I'm literally going to double. If you made 400 bucks last month, you're going to make 800 bucks this month because you're not paying credit card fees. So that's very powerful to restaurants. Restaurants are really, are really starting to appreciate this program. It's like, well, I've got this a system and I have to do this and I have to push a button. It's like, well, you know, would you like to save $10,000 a month by just not paying these fees? And we could try to integrate with your current POS software. So that being said, I'm integrated with a lot of the softwares out there, a lot of restaurant softwares like Aloha and Micros and the big ones. I'm already integrated with those folks. So you don't have, again, you don't have to buy anything. You know, I have a terminal that will communicate with your, your current system. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm going off again. It's with us when you have with those folios and you put it on the table and the girl walks back or the guy, you know, you're doing like 10 steps back and forth to pay a bill with us. You just put a terminal down. They come up, they put their card in like they're supposed to. It's going to give you recommended tip amounts. You push that amount and you're gone. Well, for restaurants, the whole thing is flipping tables. We just went from a seven minute, eight minute flip to two, you know, a minute. So we're helping that. And also, and again, I hate to, I know that, Restaurants are having a hard time getting servers. Well, with us, you don't even need employees. Because if you or if you go to 
any restaurant, you order, uh, go to their website and order online, all it does is come out on their kitchen printer. So we can do that as well. So if you're at a, sitting at your table, you scan your menus anymore. People don't give menus anymore. You can order, it'll go to the kitchen printer, just like if you were ordering it at, at your home, and you just have someone bring it out. So there's a local restaurant, I don't want to say their name, but they had to close two of their locations, not permanently, but they had to close them because they couldn't get staff. Well, that's you, I hate to say, you don't really need staff. You can say, okay, listen, you know, we don't need employees. You just, if you want to, this particular restaurant, if you want to wait two hours for a waiter, sit over there. If you want to sit right now and not have a waiter and order on your phone, you do it on your phone. So it's, it saves employees. No one, you know, your phone's not calling in sick. It's, it's time. It's, there's all sorts of advantages on this cash discount program. And it's starting to catch, it's starting to catch on. Two years ago, three years ago, people were like, I've never heard of it. Well, now I can start whipping off places. Starbucks is, is, is beta testing in Florida. Uh, Little Caesars Pizza is rolling this out. I had someone sent me a picture the other day. FedEx is now doing the cash discount. So it's coming. I mean, cash discount is coming. One of these days we say, remember we had that interview with that guy and people used to pay to accept credit cards? <laughs> I think, you know, I think, in, you know, in the next... I think I have a two or three year advantage from really a lot of competition jumping in this, in this market. I think everybody will be, why well, pay for credit cards? It'll be like the old days where you actually paid to accept a credit card. So let's talk about the business side of things now then. So, you know, you're out there, you said that you made a sale this morning, brought on a new merchant, but what does the rest of your team look like? And then let's talk also about your history, right? Cause you've been doing this since 1985. So 37 years your bio tells me that you've sold your book of business two different times. So let's talk about what that process looks like and why that was advantageous for you to do so. Basically, I'm just a broker. I'm just a broker that I work with uh, several different processors because there's different processors. So only certain terminals work with different processors. So being in the business, as long as I have, I have relationships with all these different processors. So, you know, if you come to me and you have a gun store, that's okay. Well, this particular processor works best with gun stores. Well, you're a restaurant. Well, this particular processor works best with restaurants. So that's, I'm processor agnostic. So I can work with just about any processor out there. So that being said, that's why I'm kind of a broker. So just like everything else, the prices started coming down and down. When I got started, there was no office max. There was no internet. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, it was it, nothing. See, so you were kind of stuck using us and we could charge 20%. I mean, my first, my first account was a doctor was selling lenses. I guarantee I was making more money than he was when he was selling. I was charging like 11 and a half percent and that was acceptable. But you know, as time started going down and down. So if I had a million dollar account, my residuals might be 5,000, you know, 30 years ago, then I went down to 3,000, then I went down to 2,000, went down to 100 bucks. So the margins just kept getting slower and slower. So that's why I sold my book of business. It was, I had a processor, my particular processor that had all those accounts because that's how I make money. I get, I get paid every time someone swipes a card. So basically I sold my processor, my accounts. So the, the business owners didn't know any different. They were still just swiping cards, still with their same processor, had nothing to do with me. You know, if, if I sign up a business, you're probably never going to talk to me again. I mean, it's, here's the paperwork. Here's a free machine. If you know, call the, any questions you call the processor, you don't call MB card. So it's really great for my reps because, you know, you're really not selling anything anymore. 
And you don't need leads because every business is taking credit. You have to. You open a business, you have to take credit cards. And you're paying. What do you do? You have to pay. So with me, my guys can go to any strip mall anywhere USA and just say, you want to pay credit cards? Do you want to pay anymore? Here you go. Here's a free terminal. And, you know, it's all free, 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 free. So it's, 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 that's why I'm looking for as many salesmen as I can too. I'd hire a hundred salespeople a day if I can, because there's so much business out there and so many people paying and no one wants to pay. So it's just a great time for me and my sales rep to be in this space. Really sounds like a perfect sales job. It, it, it is. And, it, and, it, <laughs> and I'm making it sound easy and it is easy, but it, it's not, you know, like yep. this one customer I signed up yesterday, it's a big stone company in New York. I mean, you're talking, their average ticket was like $80,000. I mean, big stones. I mean, I've never bought an $80,000 stone, but, you know, so that's a big ticket and they're going to do this program. So they're going to be passing on that tire mount. So every business is really starting to take a hard look at this because mm. it's helping them. It's helping them keep their doors open. So other than getting the word out, which I'm, I'm sure is the easy answer, what's the biggest challenge for Paul? Right now, I would say again, the business owners are, are just, I just, I can't do that to my customer. I just don't feel right. But as we explain, it's like, well, you know, you're already doing it to your customers because you, you've already told me you had to raise your rates because of credit card fees. So even though you're not passing the fee on, you are. I mean, you, you're, you're raising your prices. So, and, you know, it's not compliant for a guy that comes to your house and says, okay, well, it's $100. Well, I'm going to use my credit card. Oh, it's 104 that's, that's not compliant because you're penalizing them. But with us, you're not because we displayed on the invoices, it's displayed on the ticket, it's displayed everywhere. So it's actually making you compliant to customers aren't, aren't supposed to just raise their rates, even though they can. But so that's, what's been very helpful too. You can actually lower your rates or you can lower your prices because we're going to eliminate that fee. I had a question and I just completely lost it. I apologize. It. I just carry um, on and on. I warned you. <laughs> no, I think I think you're doing fine. So you sold the old book of business. Yes, Things had changed. Residuals were going down, et cetera, et cetera. Now you've got this business and you're continuing to build these residuals. You got these salespeople who are out there doing, you know, this sales on your behalf as well. Do you foresee ever selling your business in the future or does it does it seem foolish because you've got this recurring revenue every time somebody swipes a credit card, you're going to make whatever, five cents? In today's world, there would make there would be no reason to sell it because the reason you sell it before is someone's going to come undercut you because mm -hmm. that's what I would do as well. I would go to a merchant and say, okay, you paid $100 in credit card fees. Had you been with me, it would only have been 90 Do you want to switch? Sure. So, you know, I stole that merchant. Well, now it's like, well, you're paying zero. Uh, you have a free machine. You get in the funds the next day. There's no reason for them to leave. So there's no reason for you to sell my book of business because that residual income is going to continue coming in. It's not going to just disappear because I lost an account. I've had some big accounts I've lost. So that it takes the little pressure off that. But, you know, again, if I was offered the opportunity, I might. But I would also offer my salesman the same deal. Because when I sold my book of business, of course, I had salespeople. And I said, okay, well, you're responsible for your portion. So here's your money. Do you want to sell your portion? And it's the salesperson's decision. Say, no, I want to keep keep this continual residual income coming in. Or how would you like a humongous check? Yeah. Everybody likes the big check. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to, right? I mean, Ryan knows this as well as anybody. Essentially, every business is sold as a multiple on cash flow, and it's on future cash flows, right? Yes. And so you're looking at the past to identify what it's going to look like into the future, and you're going to pay a certain multiple based on the industry, et cetera, et cetera, to get to the actual sales price. And like you said, it comes down to if you can generate, let's just pick an easy number, $100,000 a year in recurring revenue in perpetuity, as long as those businesses stay in in business, right, and continue to charge the same amount on an on an ongoing basis, that hundred thousand continues in perpetuity. You've got an easy life. They're not even calling you; they're calling the credit card processor if there's a problem. You could literally be on the beach drinking margaritas every single day, or Ryan comes to you and says, "I'll write you a check for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars today. I want the business." I mean, you, you just pretty much nailed it. You pretty much nailed it there. Um, I will say that the multiple I've been offered now for my book of business is double than when I sold my last two. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's people are like, we'll pay you. Uh, you wouldn't even believe the multiple if I told you. It's crazy. A customer is more valuable to us now. To be honest, a pretty honest guy. It's like if, if we just said, listen, my sister owns a uh, nail salon. And she does about $10,000 a month. You do credit cards for them. I'm like, oh, geez, I might make five bucks a month on this nail salon doing $10,000 a month. Well, with cash discount, that nail salon could be worth three or $400 a month to me in residual income. So now every single business is, you know, I don't care if they're doing $100 a month in credit, card fee, in credit cards. I mean, we're saving them the fees, plus I'm making a small little kickback. But, you know, a kickback on a $10,000 account would be the same kickback mm-hmm. 10 years ago as a million-dollar account. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of $10,000, $20,000 accounts out there. And those are the people that really need to save the money. And for something like that, a, a 4%, 3% is not that big of a pass. It might be a dollar, dollar fifty. But, again, we're talking the bigger tickets. It could be hundreds of dollars. I hooked up my... Uh, my contractor, his first sale was $20,000. The lady said, it's worth it to me to pay $800 to get 20,800 frequent flyer points. It's just crazy. But, you know, it, it is when you think about it. It's a lot of points. I could take a trip to Hawaii maybe for that 800 extra bucks. Mm-hmm. So the trend's starting to change. I can see it changing. People are starting to say, oh, so-and-so does it. Oh, yeah, that happened to me. Um, I got one more story. I was talking to a salesperson. They're just like, that, there's no way that any business is ever going to do that. It's okay. Calls me the next day. This pizza place she'd been going to, like every week, had been charging her. She had no idea. She goes, you're not going to believe this, but I kept my receipt from this pizza place. And sure enough, there was a line that said credit card fee. So it's, it's coming. It's really here. So where five years from now? What, what do things look like? I mean, you've been at this a long time. You've seen a lot of changes. Obviously, it sounds like this is going to become permeated further. Does it, Do you see rate compression even around this program and this becoming mainstream or what? I mean, it seems like things, evolution is happening so much faster every day now than it was 10 years ago. What What's next? You know, again, like I mentioned earlier, that the highest we can go is 399. So I have a web page that I made that states, depending on your average ticket, here's your fee. So there's no questions. You know, I'm not trying to say, well, probably get 399, but I could probably get 325 on this customer, but I'm just going to go for the 399 because there's more residual income for me. I have that all spelled out. So in my opinion, right now, again, 399 is easy. I can get that all day long. Maybe in two years from now, maybe it's 375. And then maybe it'll go down to three, five. So I think kind of like my industry with the traditional pricing, we call it, 
the margins kept getting slower because people lower because people were giving the weights the rates away. So I think it's going to take some time before that to come real down where it's not profitable anymore. I think we still got about 10 years in this industry before it comes, you know, uh, uh, another race to the bottom, as everybody calls it. It was definitely a race to the bottom until this came out. Do the processors drop their fees at all, right? I mean, technology presumably has gotten better. Their costs internally should be lower. But the added difference, I guess, is now all of us carry a cash back card or a travel rewards card or whatever. And so do the processors lower that at all or they keep them that, at that level because of the rewards that they're giving? The processors, they're the guy, they're the, the big, least amount of money. I mean, they're the ones that are taking the risk, the liability, all the phone calls, all the underwriting, and they're making just a small portion. It's the guys like me that really make all the money. So they have what they call a Schedule A, and, and I have my Schedule A's, and that is their cost. So how they make their money is this, okay, well, here's our cost, which, of course, they added stuff into it. But you, I'm going to just give you 40% of the profit. So that's how they make their money. They only share a percentage of their profit to the ISOs like me. So I just happen to have better splits than most folks. So that's why I can attract a lot of people. Again, again, being in the industry forever, I know pretty much everybody in it. So I've got real good schedule A's, which allows me to get more people selling for me. And a pitch for my salespeople too. I give my salespeople tons of residuals because they're out getting me business. Mm -hmm. So I can sit around and talk to you guys and, you know, kind of just do my day, (laughs) pick up my young kids and go to the park and whatnot, making it very valuable for my employees, my salespeople. They're all independent contractors. My thing is too, if you give me one deal or a hundred deals, I'm going to pay you for life of that account. I don't have any minimums. Like you have to give me 10 deals a month or I'm going to stop paying you. Pay my people for every account they give them for the life of the account. And that's kind of helped me make successful. I'm not losing a lot of salespeople because I show them everything. I show them my schedule. I show them exactly what's being made. And here's your percentage and here's my percentage. It's hard for a lot of business owners to do sometimes, but that transparency is so powerful in retaining and and keeping people in the long run. 100% because they can't come back to me and try to beat me up because I'm like, that's the cost. That's it. I can't go any lower. You know exactly what I'm doing here. And again, I'm... We're not selling terminals, so everything's free. I mean, it's costing us to give the free terminals away, and we're still giving our salespeople the nice, the nice residual splits. That actually reminds me of the great game of business. Have you read that book? Yeah, where it talks about being transparent with your financials and everything with the, with the team and what that ultimately leads to. So that's, that's an interesting tack that you're taking there. So what does the future hold for Paul at this point? Well, you know, again, I need to get to as many businesses as I can to let them know they no longer pay for fees. I mean, people don't know it. It's not like Visa MasterCards out there getting rid of all these celebrities and saying, hey, you don't have to pay fees anymore. <laughs> they don't want that because my example, people are writing checks more, these bigger business. So that it's penalizing these card brands to do this because in a roundabout way, you're penalizing the customer for using their cards. So... You know, we're going to penalize them as little as we can. That's kind of our, 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 our attitude, you know. Back on the sales, my sales guys can get up every morning and look at every one of their customers, exactly how many sales they did. She get up in the morning and just say, oh, geez, I did a million dollars last night in credit card sales. I just made $10,000. So it's kind of fun to get up and think you're making money while you were sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that's the dream, right? Everybody talks about that being the case with Shopify and Amazon. You got all these stores, you know, you're making money in your sleep, et cetera. But so 
we're coming to the end of the, of the time here. And uh, believe it or not, we've, we've almost gone a full hour here. So presumably all of our listeners are either entrepreneurs today, business owners today, or aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners, right? So if they're listening to this and they're thinking, okay, you know, obviously my business is going to accept credit cards. How do I get a hold of Paul? What do I need to do to make sure that I have the right information as I get started accepting credit cards with my business or need to make a change? Well, obviously the easiest thing is go to my webpage. It's mbcard.com. I mean, I have all the information there and I've got the different POS terminals I'm integrated with. And then I also made another webpage. It's called visa-usa.co. And I refer people to that that want to know about this program. It's just like, here is what cash discount is. Here's the legislation to prove that it's for free. Here's the prices. And if you want to apply, just click a button. So I'm making it as easy as I can for any business to sign up. And again, it's nice to say it's free. You know, you get a free terminal or a free reader for your phone if you're doing service or, you know, if you're online, of course, you don't need any equipment. So we make it free as easy as we can. It's it's not like you're getting a home on this program. It's a one-page application. I mean, and it's quick approval. I mean, if you needed to take credit cards this time tomorrow, I could get you set up and going. It's really that easy. But I would recommend, yeah, if, if to go to my webpage about the best way to reach me. Okay. And you guys are working with businesses nationwide, correct? Oh, absolutely. I can do anyway. Just Canada. I, I have some businesses in Canada. Canada White hasn't taken the cash discount on yet. They are now, actually, as we speak, like in the next month, they're going to start doing it. But yeah, I can do customers in Europe and Mexico, but I pretty much just focus on anywhere USA. Awesome. Anything to close this out, Ryan? No, this was this was incredibly informative, and and I think a uh, kind of a mysterious dark world. So, and yeah. what you're doing, I mean, my my brain's whirring all over the place on the application for a lot of a lot of businesses. So, I think we'll have some further conversation here, Fantastic. Paul. But thanks so much for the uh, for the time today. Fantastic, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, really appreciate the time. Appreciate the conversation and your willingness to come in and tell your story. Every Tuesday, this time I'm free. <laughs> thanks, Paul. Thank you. You've been listening to Tycoons of Small Biz, a podcast for small business owners by small business owners. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Arizona time for an introduction to another great tycoon. And be sure to follow us on our social media channels for links to all of our episodes and great content.